In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This one is a tough one. When I was at seminary, I had a professor who would say, the gospel is good news. But for you, it's also bad news. It's bad news, because you have to change. And after hearing this passage, it might sound like it's not good news. And as a child, this confused the heck out of me. It confused me. First of all, why is Christ saying that he isn't good? Why is Christ saying that he's not God? Why would he say that? Second of all, why does it sound like being saved is impossible? Why are we doing this anyway? Why are we fasting? Why are we coming to church? Why, why, why? If it's so hard and borderline impossible, why are we doing it? The answer to the first question about why Christ doesn't call himself good, the answer can be found in the church fathers who say that Christ responded, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. Because the man who approached Christ approached him as a man, as a teacher, one of many teachers, not the Son of God, not the Word made flesh. And Christ calls him out on this. He brings it into the light. He lets him know that it's not okay. It's not okay to approach him in this manner. You can't call him a teacher and also good. He is good because he is the Son of God, not because he is one of the many teachers of Israel. He is true God of true God. To answer the second confusing part of this passage, we have to look back and understand what Christ is not trying to tell us about salvation. Christ is not saying salvation is a shot in the, shot in the dark, people. Doesn't look good for you, so give up hope and just wish for the best. He isn't trying to say this to take away our hope. He isn't trying to say this to take away our optimism or to show us he isn't merciful. He's not trying to say this. But rather, he's stressing something vitally important. Vitally important back then, vitally important today. We need help. We need help. We need God. We need help. What is impossible with God, what is impossible with men, I'm sorry, is possible with God. We can't work out our salvation on our own. We need God. We need help. We are weak. We're like dust. We're blown back and forth. Back and forth between pride and insecurity, inflated self-worth and insignificance. We care about what people think, but we want to be different from everyone. We need God, and we need each other. We are dependent. That can make us cringe a little bit in today's day and age when all we hear is be dependent, be self-sufficient, depend on no one, control your own fate. And this is not all bad. Some of this is good. We need to have drive. We need to be self-motivated. But we need Christ. We cannot be independent to the point where we think we can do it on our own. We are dependent. We are sheep. We are sheep who need a shepherd. We are weak, and this isn't a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing. 
If we were completely independent and self-sufficient, then we would have a lot harder time being humble, we wouldn't be as merciful, we wouldn't be living in communion. We wouldn't be living how God created us to live. Father Thomas Hopko says, we're not ashamed to be called sheep. We're not ashamed to be called a flock or lambs. In fact, what we're saying is that we belong to another. We belong to God, we belong to a Lord. We need each other and we need God. That's just the way it is. And it's a relief. We can take a deep breath that we can't do it all on our own. We are sheep, we need a shepherd, we need a savior. If we don't, if we don't think we're weak, then we haven't fasted. And that's the beautiful thing about this fasting period. We're gonna mess up. We're gonna get frustrated. We're gonna freak out. Why isn't there anything to eat in this house? These beans are killing me. I'm starving. I haven't been full since Thanksgiving. <laughs> During the fast, we struggle. We might even cry out, this is impossible. Impossible to grow closer to God when I'm so miserable, mad, and freaking out on all the people who cross my path. And brothers and sisters, it is impossible. But what is impossible with men is possible with God. That's the beauty that lies in this fast. In that moment, when we're so frustrated, when we surrender our frustration and our miserableness and our anger and our hatred over to God, in that moment, as we surrender our frustration over to him, we cry out, God, I can only do this with your help. We cry out, God, why am I so addicted to meat? Help me. We cry out, God, please strengthen me to finish this fast. Guide and support me. We cry out to God. We surrender over to God. And that's why we have all these services in Advent. That's why we have this Advent paraclesis. We cry out, have mercy upon me, O God. Have mercy upon me. Help me. Strengthen me. We surrender to God in these services. We pour out our heart to God. And before him, we throw ourselves at the shepherd's feet. In that moment when we surrender to Christ and turn to him in our weakness and cling to him for strength and support, in that moment we live out what is impossible with man is possible with God. In that moment we even get a little glimpse of salvation, Christ living in us, oneness with God, unity with God, bringing God into our life, making him our foundation, our cornerstone. Our salvation lies in our surrender to God, our dependence on him, and our relationship with him. Abba Dorotheus of Gaza says, evidently we are not yet perfect, but at least we desire to be so, and this is the beginning of our salvation. For from this desire we shall come in God's company, both into the combat and through the combat. Saint Paisio says, but we should always be glad at the manifestation of our weaknesses because it will then help us to struggle to be delivered from them. It is the only way to be made whole again. Say, my Lord, this is who I am. Help me. If you do not help me, I will not be able to do anything. Do not despair. When we make a mistake, our real self is revealed. And then we come to know him, and then he can help to correct us. This is a lifetime process. 
We depend on God, we lean on him, we turn ourselves over to him. In clinging to Christ and stretching out to him, we die and we rise again. We are born anew, living in Christ. Elder Sophroni says, this suffering inspires us, it does not destroy. There is uncreated strength in it. We are cast into divine infinity. We are amazed at what is happening to us. Surpassed by the majesty of it, we shrink into ourselves, knowing ourselves for what we are, while at the same time God comes forward to embrace us, like the father of the prodigal son. This gospel passage brings home the truth, the truth that we can't do it on our own. We can't live a Christian life without depending on Christ, clinging to him, turning to him for strength, for support, depending on him, realizing our weakness. In realizing our weakness, we come closer to him. We become one with him. We become sons of God and heirs of the kingdom. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.